This is Finding Joy, the healthcare professional's journey to wellness and resiliency. It's a podcast resource developed by a team of interprofessional education researchers from Washington State University Health Sciences Spokane. They're promoting wellness among students, faculty, and healthcare professionals during challenging times. Funding is provided by the Health Resources and Services Administration. I'm Doug Nadvornik. During the COVID pandemic, we've heard much about life's challenges, but there have been successes as well. In this podcast, we'll tell you the story of a group of nine Washington State University nursing students and their instructor who for a semester worked together and developed close relationships. At a time when non-family members were asked for safety reasons to stay physically distant from each other, This group's members managed to forge tight bonds and help each other through an unusually tough time. We'll talk with five of them and their instructor in this episode of Finding Joy. We start with Sue McFadden. McFadden is a nurse practitioner and educator in the WSU College of Nursing in Spokane. Every semester, she's matched with a group of 8 to 10 undergraduate students who take classes and do clinical work together. They come into the program and it really is like like having a full-time job with their clinical experiences and their intense um, classroom experience. And it just works more effectively if they feel supported from their classmates. And so that's been even more true during the pandemic. In January 2021, McFadden was matched with her new group for spring semester. Every group has its own personality and is really fun to get to know and work with. But what was unique about this group, we had one who was born in a refugee camp in Thailand, another whose parents were refugees from Laos, and she's the youngest of 10, and another who came into the nursing program after a stint in Afghanistan. He was, he was in the army. He was an army veteran and a couple of students who are ROTC and have the, their army time in the future. It was a very diverse group. At the time, WSU classes were limited to Zoom meetings, though her students were allowed to continue with their in-person clinical opportunities. Many of those were in long-term care settings, but they also participated in COVID vaccination clinics. We worked with the Asian and Pacific Islander community, and it was exciting because we had a student who spoke Korean, we had a student who spoke Hmong, we had a student who spoke Burmese, And the one student who got to use her foreign language skills that particular day was Spanish-speaking. But much of the students' time together was virtual, and McFadden tried to make sure they made the most of it. We just tried to be really intentional about finding ways to have them support one another. And, And I, frankly, didn't know how that was going to be because of the diversity within the group. Let's meet five of Sue McFadden's nine students. Andrea Smith is from Spokane. But I was born in Chile, and when my mom moved here with my dad, uh, she went into nursing, and she worked at Sacred Heart for about 
15 or so years. She just recently retired and she really got me interested in the medical field. So I always knew it was something I wanted to do. I am Desiree uh, Sebastian. I am from Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm born and raised there as well. For me, nursing was something dear to my heart as I've gone on a mission trip. It was an immersion trip through my high school. It was uh, an outreach program to the people of Kalaupapa. And it was a way to give back to the patients that have been isolated and have been neglected from Hansen's disease. Hansen's disease is another term for leprosy. Kalapapa is an area on the Hawaiian island of Molokai where people with Hansen's disease were once sent to live together, apart from the general community. A few people still live there. Hi, my name is Isabella. I'm originally from Colorado. I was born and raised there. Um, I come from a military family, and my dad was a corpsman in the Navy, so he's the one that kind of got me interested in the medical field to begin with telling these stories about like what to do and being like a very hands-on person that kind of translated over to me as well. So that's kind of how I got on this path and just kept going from there. So my name is Nuki and I was born and raised here in Spokane. The reason why I got into nursing was because at the age of 13, I was a patient myself and just seeing how the hospital works and seeing how the nurses got to build a relationship with me was something that I wanted to do and give back to other people as well. And that is why PEDS is what I really wanted to go into. And finally, my name is Yansu. I grew up in South Korea until 15. And I came to US in a sophomore in high school. And I have two older sisters who are nurses. They have been my inspiration. So that's how I started thinking about nursing career. And with that career, I can help a lot of people. So yeah, that's why I chose nursing. So how did you get thrown together as a group? This is Nuki Yang. I think it was completely random. We learned each other through Zoom. And then on the first day of clinical, I just remember, like, I knew who they were be- before I even, like, met them in person. This is Isabella Romero. I would say me and Young Sue are really um, lucky. We actually knew each other uh, before we came up here in Pullman, and we are part of ROTC together, so we've had a lot of time, so it's really nice to be able to see a friendly face up here, because you really don't know anyone. This is Andrea Smith. Yeah, it was pretty funny meeting everybody on Zoom and then in person for the first time, like a week or two later. Like, wow, everybody is a lot shorter than I thought. (laughs) Everybody looks a lot different because I'm almost like six foot tall. So I think it was equally surprising. These group of people were the only people I saw the entire year of school. So I think we connected as much as we could, really. And then Sue gave us a lot of opportunities out of the classroom and made it a really casual environment for us to like build these relationships that we have today. This is Isabella Romero. Everybody was like paired up with like two or three people. And then that's like how me, Desiree, and Yunsu first started like hanging out. And like me, Nuki, and Sim, like we just all started like getting together and like we had our different chats. This is Yunsu Sim. I was glad that uh, how small our group was. If it was like more than 20, 30 people, it would have been really hard to get to know each other. What did that in-person stuff mean for you? This is Andrea Smith. Good question. For me, it was just a chance to meet with people going through the exact same experience that I was. I transferred a lot for my undergrad, so it was hard knowing anybody in the same program as I was. So for all of us to be doing like having the same assignments, same goals, 
team struggles. It was very emotionally rewarding. I, I very much needed that at the time. This is Desiree Sebastian. I think for me as well, um, just to add on to what Andrea said, it was a great opportunity to really get to know other people as well. I think getting to know someone in person is a lot different from on Zoom. Like there's so much we can do on Zoom and we did utilize Zoom in a way to kind of interact with one another. But having that in-person physical kind of relationship also outside of what Zoom is really made us kind of create a strong bond. Here's Yansu Sim. When I think about Zoom, I'm just like, I don't want to Zoom anymore. This is way too much. Being in person is just, yeah, way better and with all these people too. So as the pandemic has morphed and now it looks like it's easing a little bit, how has the relationship changed? Has it become deeper or have you started to pull apart a little bit because you've been able to have a little bit more contact with the rest of the world? This is Desiree Sebastian. I think it goes both ways. We do pull apart from time to time because we are meeting new people again. And it's not a bad thing that we are meeting new people. It's always a good thing. But at the end of the day, we know where our our relationships have grown. Like together in class, we still do sit together because that's kind of who we know the most. And that's who we kind of get along with well, especially since we do have really big age gaps. So within our group, the eight of us, I'm actually the youngest. And Ryan's not here, but he is the oldest out of our our group. So seeing the different dynamics and how we're able to still keep a relationship and still talk about things throughout the day without having to deal with nursing school, even though we are at school, is a great way to kind of get to know each other and still kind of find that base that we did meet together at one point and we did start together because these were the people that we really knew at the beginning of semester throughout COVID. And we wouldn't want to really lose a relationship that we've built so far. Here's Isabella Romero. Yeah, I'd say we've gotten pretty close. Like we try and do stuff outside of school, even though like we all have crazy schedules and they're not perfectly aligned. Like Nuki and Desiree and I will go work out or like we'll all try and get dinner together. And we just try and spend as much time as we can together. And like, we'll just hit study sessions. So it's really awesome just to be able to like know like you can text these people and be like, hey, do you want to go work on this in the library? And we can be doing completely different things. But just having that person there to interact with and do things with has been really great. So even though you've gone through a really unusual situation, it sounds like you all feel like you sort of benefited. This is Nuki Yang. Yeah, we definitely have benefited from um, each other. I actually struggled the most well, personally in the first semester of nursing school because I just felt so overwhelmed and being able to talk to them through it and them helping me, I thought that was just like the biggest blessing that I could ever receive. And then as we talked about Ryan earlier, he has actually been in my group for three semesters now. And I have bonded with him so much because we just continue to learn with each other. And for the rest of us, like it's harder because we are not in the same group anymore. So we are now separated from each other. But I think that they are the people that I can go back to and like, you know, if I'm having a hard time or if I can't do something like they're there to like talk me through it or they are able to help me. So the the name of this podcast series is called Finding Joy. So I want to know from each of you, how do you find joy these days, both maybe professionally and also personally? Here's Desiree Sebastian. 
I think for me, I find joy in making other people smile or laugh. And also in general, giving back to others is what I like to do professionally through the cause of nursing. Although I don't have as much clinical days, there's, there are still clinical opportunities through volunteering, such as vaccine clinics, hearing and screening as well. So these are opportunities for me to kind of still give back to the community and see all the pediatric population and still give back. And then also I find joy in other people seeing each other smile, laugh. And when we make jokes in classrooms, we're all able to kind of still interact and still be on the same page, even though we all may be stressed at the end of the day because we are in nursing schools. Andrea? Uh, I was going to say, I guess I really find joy and happiness in sharing experiences because we are doing similar things at the moment and we all have such different perspectives and experiences that being able to bounce ideas off of each other and just having true, honest, open discussions and then open like a really positive environment. We know we won't judge each other and we like truly take each other's opinions to heart, judgment-free zone that makes me like alleviate so much pressure and stress that I might have otherwise and really makes my day better. And in professional life, it's just that transfers over so well. I can see the relationships forming between like other nurses and how like my career might look one day. And I really, it makes me really hopeful for the future. Now, Nuki Yang. Something that I find joy is just going to the hospital settings and seeing what the nurses do to the patients. That is like our future and just seeing how the patients love that care that nurses give them is something that you know really motivates me to do better and just knowing that I can make a difference in the future or we all can make a difference in the future just makes me so happy about it. This is Yansu Sim. I think for me just thinking about my goal Isabella and I we're in the ROTC together and I'm getting closer to my goal to become an officer in the U.S. Army one day. Thinking about that commissioning my parents come and my dad pins me with the second lieutenant. I think that really gives me joy and motivates me to work harder in the stressful uh, classes and tests and stuff. And yeah, as Nuki said, uh, in, in the clinical site, as the parents are really appreciative of the nurses and I can give something to people's lives and help changing people's lives. So that gives me joy. Isabella, you get to finish it here. Uh, I'd have to really agree with Yun Su. Like the fact that we're working towards this big goal of getting into the army and becoming an officer and then leading others really pushes me to work hard and think like we're so close to getting there. And what really brings me joy in the clinical setting and professionalism is just that teamwork. It doesn't matter if it's another student or a nurse. I know I can go to someone if I'm struggling with like a skill or I don't really know how to like talk to a patient or deal with a certain situation. I know I have these people around me that I can ask for help and they're going to come and help me with that because not everybody's great at everything. Some people are good at talking to patients. Some people are good at skills. Some people are good at this or that. So it's great that you're able to rely on these other people to help build up the skills that you may be lacking in and just progress as you go. So that's been a really great experience. That's Isabella Romero. We've also heard from Andrea Smith, Desiree Sebastian, Nuki Yang, and Yansu Sim. They are five of the nine WSU nursing students who, in spring semester of 2021, were assigned to Sue McFadden in the WSU College of Nursing. We give her the last word. One of the students who's 
family is mom. They kid each other and we're talking about her as kind of the president of the group. She's the one that still organizes pulling them together. And I remember our very last day of clinical, she was sharing with us the cultural norm that they have for soothing illness through food and specifically through chicken soup after the birth of babies. And my student, Ryan, who is the veteran and was telling us about what he'd experienced in war and also some of the health issues that his wife was having. I remember Nuki just being really sincere and saying, gosh, I just, I want to bring your wife chicken soup. <laughs> that was the kind of, and, and then I happened to have them again in the whole cohort. I teach a second semester class. So I had them as a small group their first semester. I had them in the large group the second semester. And it was fun because I'd come into class and there was this group of students sitting together that were a friendly face for me and they'd been to the fair together and and continued to kind of support one another along their journey. Sue McFadden is an advanced registered nurse practitioner and educator in the WSU College of Nursing in Spokane. We thank her and her students for talking with us for this podcast. The Interprofessional Opioid Curriculum Team also wishes to thank these people for their contributions. Dr. Barb Richardson, nurse, educator, and interprofessional champion. Cameron Cup, creator of the Finding Joy musical score and a current enrollee in the WSU Elson S. Floyd College of Medicine. Washington State University staff from marketing and communications, from financial services, and the collaboration for interprofessional health education, research, and scholarship. Also, Claire Martin-Tellis, the executive producer, and Solen Areff, a student intern who developed the first five episodes of the Finding Joy podcast. This episode was produced by Doug Nadvornik from Spokane Public Radio. If you're interested in sharing your perspective about wellness and resiliency as a healthcare professional, or you'd like to reach out, please contact our team by sending an email to medicine.ipoc at wsu.edu. And we encourage you to visit our website at opioideducation.wsu.edu forward slash about. Thanks for joining us. I'm Doug Nadvornik.